I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member of MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined always by my co-host contributor at maps.com how you feeling today isaac harris i'm actually feeling pretty tired right now i am in a camp uh in texas called pine cove and i'm here for the weekend heading back tomorrow gonna be home and all that but uh it's been a crazy weekend with a bunch of high schoolers and youth uh but man i caught some of the uh, Cavs mavs game Everyone uh, that is Mavs fans that are on this trip have came up to me and like, what do you think? Okay, how many people can relate on this podcast? Not that I can see your hands right now as you're listening to this, but you have fans that are not really big Mavs fans, but they're coming up to you and they're like, oh my gosh, what what do you think about the trade? I've gotten asked that about 20,000 times from people like random friends that like, how many of you have like random friends that are texting you this week that you haven't talked to in like a month, but they're like, oh my gosh, what do you think about the Porzingis trade? And, uh, but it's super fun. And, uh, I, the fact that Dallas was able to pull a trade off like this was, uh, incredible, but we got pods to do and we got a trade deadline coming up that could get wild, even more wild. Woo. We got a trade deadline for sure. And, uh, today on the podcast, we are going to talk about, uh, we'll touch on board the the news about Borzingis being out for the uh, full season, so we'll we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, the Mavericks introductory press conference for the new Mavericks. So that's Borzingis, that's Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, Trey Burke. Um, all those guys will be doing an introductory press conference on Monday afternoon. I think it's one thirty Central Time, and so we will get to hear from them. We'll get to see Borzingis with a Mavs jersey next to him. Uh, it's gonna be, and I, I haven't confirmed this with uh, my Mavs people, but I would assume that that will be broadcast on Mavs.com. Yeah, it was last. I remember the the Dennis one was, the Luca one was. Okay, all that kind of stuff was. So we'll, we'll see if if that is. Um, we will also talk about Dirk being an All Star. Uh, Dirk was named an honorary all-star, so we'll talk about that. And then Zach Lowe had a bunch of mentions of the Mavericks in his most recent trade uh, trade deadline primer, and so we'll talk all about that too. So that's what we're getting to today. So and the, the game, some. And then, yes, we will also talk about the game. Uh, but let's get to this news about Porzingis first. I feel like that's the most pressing thing. We're just going to react to it. We'll break it down a little bit more when Isaac's back from camp. Um, but so – we thought that there was a chance he could come back because there's just all this gray area. There was that report from New York Daily News, which, by the way, New York Daily News was was they were banned from the from Madison Square Garden, like from by James Dolan. It was just kind of a weird. Remember when when uh, McMahon and Stein got banned? Yeah, it was kind of a thing like that. It wasn't a weird reason because he thought robots were taking over co- you know, <laughs> team coverage. It wasn't anything like that, but. Um, James Dolan just got mad at the New York Daily News and kind of just, just you know pushed them out and they're not allowed in there. So that was kind of weird. But uh, they had the report saying that he you know is is essentially cleared to play and everybody was talking about that report and just everybody took that one little report and said that man he could play you know could he play Wednesday <laughs> going up on all yeah. that stuff. Jeff Skin Wade even you know speculated that he could be available Wednesday 
And that's just not the case. He still has a long way to go, apparently, uh, with his rehab. And the Mavericks, uh, Tim McMahon said this, and I think this is so true, that the Mavericks, this is not a this-season trade. Like, this doesn't even have to yeah. work out this season. This is for the next 10 years kind of move, this this move to, to bring Porzingis here. So the Mavericks want him to be as healthy as possible. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a trade. This is a pure trade of we just went out and got our second guy. We have we have talked about this on this podcast about even at the very beginning of this season, and we said when you have a young superstar like Luca, you have a window to go find that second guy. And you see what's happening with Anthony Davis in New Orleans and how now we're eight years down the road. <laughs> they never found that other guy. It's happening with Holidays. the Timberwolves too. Oh, you just read my mind. Carl Anthony Towns could be the next Anthony Davis to where what we've talked about in the past, like, Hey, you go out and you do whatever it takes. If it gives up, you mean giving up, you know, assets and picks and a collection of young players on your team and whatever it is to find the next guy, you got to go find the second guy. And that's what the Porzingis trade was. Yeah. No matter if, no matter if Chris Taps Porzingis came in and he was fully healthy, this roster and this team right now isn't winning a title this year. So this wasn't about this year. Are you kidding never me? Wow. What kind of a homer are you, Isaac? <laughs> this uh, this was never about this year. This is about the next decade. And they are <clears throat> they have been in communication with Porzingis' camp and everything with that. They're, they're not going to do anything on his side to – you know, jeopardize his career, jeopardize his recovery. They, you know, obviously know everything medically about him. Um, so yeah, that was it a little, I'm not gonna lie. The first time I saw Cubans comment about it, I'm like smart move that my, my initial reaction was smart move by them. Just put a, put a, a you know, breaks on the expectations. And doesn't and it, then seem, it, it seems like a confident move too, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pure confidence by him. Like, Hey, we don't need him this year. Like, let's chill it out. Let him just let him rehab. Let's get a feel for how we want to do things. But my whole thought of it was when I immediately saw it was, Hey, they put this out there and you know what? There's no expectations to where if he does come back at towards the end of the season, then it's just icing on the cake. It's just a surprise at that point, man. That's awesome. If he does, you know, if he just, Hey, randomly gets cleared or something like that. So it takes expectations away and it kind of shows a confident move in it. And yeah, you're good. I mean, you're good to go. with it. And it shows a move of if there was some people were drawing the lines of for, through some of these New York reports of poor, maybe poor Zingus was ready to play and the Knicks didn't want to play him because they wanted to tank. Some people were throwing that out there and that he was ready to play and stuff. Okay, with the Mavericks doing this, they're not going to jeopardize him not signing there long term. This is a, a, a move that they're all on the same page with. And so, yeah, I, uh, I'm not worried about it at all. Am I, is my fan self, self side of me uh, bummed out about it? Yeah, because I want to see him on the court anytime. People are tweeting at us left and right, DMing us. Hey, do you think um, Porzingis will play Wednesday? No, I don't think he will. But <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, yeah, not, the answer not is anymore. no now. I don't have anything else to say about okay, Porzingis. Okay, right keep going. <laughs> also, we can talk about Porzingis all also, day long. Also, be very careful with that mic placement right now. It's been... 
<laughs> Isaac is like holding his mic at his waist. He's sitting in the weird. He's sitting like in a bed in a cabin at this youth retreat. <laughs> he's holding his mic weird. My my mic was at a weird angle, guys. <laughs> and it's a Yeti mic too. So if you've seen those, <laughs> so we're not we're not worried about about him sitting out the whole season. Um, but let, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about Dirk being added to the All Star team and then the uh, Mavericks first Cleveland game. All right, Isaac. So the report came in that Dirk Nowitzki was added as essentially an honorary All Star member. This is something that people in media have been asking for for years. This legend, one legend spot for for each conference. Like each conference gets one legend spot where they can uh, take you know like a Kobe Bryant in the last in his last year, or take you know Kevin Garnett in his last year. Guys like that, Tim Duncan in his last year. Guys like that that are go- legends that are on their way out, and uh, Dirk definitely fits that. Um, and the other guy in the Eastern Conference, sure, I Does guess not fit that. He was fine too. <clears throat> no, listen. One of my favorite things about Twitter is that when people can't understand like sarcasm or understand when tweets come from some like you were not sarcastic with that tweet. No, listen, listen. It's one of two. It's 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 a couple of things. One, people who listen to this podcast know that Vince Carter is my favorite athlete of all time, basketball, football, anything. He is my favorite. Um, two, I dislike Dwayne Wade. Wow. Newsflash. Most Mavs fans do, but I really can't stand Dwayne Wade at all. So when I joke and I say, Hey, Vince Carter should have been named over Dwayne Wade. So bro, so many heat fans got so mad, big mad about this quote tweeting and said, man, this guy doesn't know anything. People were like, oh, it was, it was awesome. And I even had like friends back home texting me like, you honestly don't believe this, do you? And uh, I, I love, and then I leaned into it. I'm like, I'm just going to make people even more mad. And uh, yeah, I wish Vince Carter would have been named over Dwayne Wade. But my thing, my only thing about oh, that, though, is this is not Vince Carter's last season. For sure. I don't my, my only My only response to that is Dirk hasn't officially said it either. Dwayne Wade had to, Dwayne Wade had to officially say he's retiring for to for everybody to give him this like, hey, we're going to give him all these gifts. And people ain't even giving him gifts. They're just doing, he, whoa, he exchanged jerseys with the freaking Benny the Bull. He's over exchanging jerseys with mascots. And Dirk is going, uh, you know, town to town, not even have to say he's retiring. And everybody's just giving him standing ovations. Okay, wait, here's a good thing. Here's Here's the thing I wanted to talk to you about. I was going through Tim Hardaway Jr.'s Instagram because that's kind of my beat right now. and That is your beat. Nick is the official Instagram Mavs beat. Stalker. Keep going. The Instagram stalker. <laughs> um, do you know which Nick exchanged jerseys with, with Dwayne Wade? It was Tim Hardaway. I remember seeing that. What do you think about that, and how should Mavs fans think about that? Oh, well. I mean, as long as he burns it, it's fine. <laughs> he, he automatically has to burn it? <laughs> No, I mean, I can understand how some like guards in the league grew up watching him and playing for the Heat and stuff. And I mean, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I it's unfortunate Vince Carter never got to play with Shaq, but or LeBron, but um, Dwayne Wade. But was no, better, I, Dwayne Wade was better than Vince Carter. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's it's crazy what you can accomplish when you get to play with with uh, future Hall of Famers like that. Even before then, I'm always gonna fully lean into the Dwayne Wade hate. So you're just gonna have to, we're just gonna have to go brush past that. And that's why people love you, especially listeners to this podcast. 
Yeah, but some people love me, and then some people are like, oh, you got, you got to, you know, whatever, get past them, man. No, what do we no. feel? How do we feeling about Dirk in the All Star game, though? I mean, how it, how much is he gonna play? He's coaching. Whatever the day Dirk before. wants, you give it. And my whole thing with that is, for them to name him an All Star, that means he he had to have a conversation with them, and the fact that he agreed to do it. He said on Zach. He said on Zach Lowe's podcast that the com- he said this is exactly what he said. Kamish called me this morning, and you know, I agreed. I thought I was on board with the idea. <laughs> he said, "Commish." <laughs> it's probably one of those things, like, "Hey, I'm already going to be there, so why not?" And uh, hey, I, that, I, that's so cool. Uh, sources: Adam Silver. This is what Adam Silver said when he called Dirk. Hey, um, Dirk. Yeah, this is this is Adam Silver from the league office, uh, the commissioner. Yeah, I sign your checks. Um, uh, I um, we have to justify putting Dwayne Wade in this All Star game because apparently a bunch of a bunch of fans really wanted him to. So, um, would you be cool with representing the West and would just kind of do like a dual legends kind of thing? Well, what do you think about Vince Carter? I know, but I think he's going to play another season. And so we'll do him next year. <laughs> I love the idea. And yeah, it's awesome. when I saw it, it's a great it, idea. I, I love th- it. I thought, yes, I thought it was super cool. Let's be real though. If, uh, Dirk did the Dwayne Wade route and said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna be retiring at the end of the year," and told everybody that he would have gotten um, way more votes, <laughs> and uh, he would have gotten an insane amount of vote, All Star votes if he actually uh, was on. We should have pushed official. more for Dirk votes. We we messed that up. Uh, I don't think I don't know if he even really wanted that, but just just put him on the just put him on the front page of like the first returns graphic, you know, like get, just get him in the top ten. Yeah, I feel like we should have been better at trying to do that. I'm just I'm just so happy that he agreed to do the whole weekend, and this is it's we, we talked about this on a pod before of like, hey, what would go into him deciding to do this? And you know, people were probably in his ear saying, let people send you off the right way. Like if you're not gonna do the retirement tour like Wade's doing and getting all that attention, then. Hey, just go to All Star Weekend. Let people honor you. He's going to do a three point shootout. He's going to be in the All Star game. He's going to do the honorary coach for the. I mean, he's doing it all, and it's something he doesn't have to do. He, quite frankly, probably doesn't even enjoy it. I mean, we know. Uh, uh, I think if you really, really made him choose between an, an island for a few days in All Star Weekend, uh, he doesn't mind going to that island. But no, <laughs> I enjoy All Star Weekend. I I am looking so much to forward to that. And to see Dennis Smith Jr. in a Knicks jersey dunk over a cardboard cutout of Rick Carlisle. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Did I just say that on the podcast? No, nah, he's podcast. not going to do that. <laughs> Cabin Isaac is is a new kind of Isaac. We have fiery Isaac. We have we have upset Isaac. We have ecstatic Isaac. And we have Cabin Isaac. <laughs> Cabin Isaac. So the Mavericks actually played a game. Neither of us have been able to watch this game. You said you mentioned you watched a little bit of it. Uh, but the, I don't think this is a game we needed to watch. <laughs> the Mavericks... Scored 40 points in the first quarter and won 111 to 98 against the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. Um, they had Luca, 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 Doncic. Luca had 18 points in the first quarter. Hold up, you got to revive that video that you made. You got to tweet that out again sometime soon. Luca, 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 Doncic, Luca, Luca. I should. I should. I love do, that video. I should tweet it again. Anyway, keep on going back to Luca's Luca, outstanding first ended, half. He, 18 points in the first quarter, ended with 35 points. He he had uh, 11 boards and six assists, only two turnovers. He was 13 of 25 for the field. That's 52 percent. Four of 11 from three. It's 36 percent. And then he hit five of his seven free throws. Man, 
it just every single game it just feels like another you know level. And uh, after the game, Christoph Porzingis on his Instagram tweeted out tweeted out he posted on his Instagram story uh, a screenshot of Fox Sports Southwest him him watching it. And it looks like in some kind of office or a plane. <laughs> like there's there's weird like. Hmm. vents on the top on the ceiling and it's a, looks like a small area or maybe it's a huge area but it just has a graphic of uh luca's first half highlights and he says sheesh underneath it guys Ooh. we i cannot stress for anyone that's worried about this whole porzingis you know taking the qualifying off or anything like that this is the luca is the best player porzingis has ever played with and they're already friends like we, oh, we, remember right. remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about could luca befriend some all-stars and start recruiting to Dallas. This is this was this is number 1. This is this was like, you know, target number 1. Kristaps Porzingis, a guy in the league that Luka already has a relationship with that he could target to bring with him. Hey, and let's, he's, and he's a, a which, maverick already. Which guy in the league what is the best player in the league that has a connection to Luka? Kristaps Porzingis. Oh, I thought you were going to say Solomon Mejri, sorry. Like <laughs> Well, it was like, Dra- it was Drogic. It was Drogic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I meant Drog like somebody itch. along his Sorry, Drog itch. <laughs> somebody along his timeline. And yeah, I right, mean right, that right. is <clears throat> I mean, they're not they're, they didn't play for Slovenian stuff together, but they've uh known each other. We even we talked about on the emergency pod or the pod uh after that about how um in the New York Post, we we said the exact name, uh Mark Berman, and when he said Hey, you know, Chris Epps Porzingis' um, recovery after he tore his ACL, it didn't happen in in Latvia, it didn't happen in New York. He went to Spain and, and rehabbed with Real Madrid. And guess who was playing for Real Madrid? Luka Doncic. So that's uh, – I look forward to asking Porzingis about that, uh, about that recovery, and, or even Luka too, about them getting to know – if they got to know each other during that rehab process for – for Porzingis. So yeah. And that, that's the thing. I mean, once I got to this camp, one of the parents of the kids walked up and said, so I'm afraid that we, we traded for him or traded for this guy. And then I seen something about how, how he could still leave. And you know, he's not, he don't, he yeah. might not want to be here. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, um, no. <laughs> the, the, I don't, it's not, it, that's the farthest from, that's the farthest from my concerns. The farthest. I would be very, very, very shocked. If Something, he is not signed a long-term contract by the end of the summer. This summer? Yes, this summer. So he wouldn't take the qualifying offer. He sign a long-term deal that would start next season. I would be shocked if he does not sign a long-term contract this summer. Yeah, that feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Something. I think something crazy would have to happen. It would have to be another Dennis Nerland situation, you know, where just – Either his role is weird, or he just refuses to play his role. And but but he's in, he's in, but he's on the Luca category. Like if we're being real, right? He, he's not Dennis and Dennis. Or didn't help. I mean, he's, he's Dennis, way better. Dennis, than yeah, D- Dennis or Nerlens didn't have the weight that, to where the coach would have to switch things around them. Yes. And Dallas gave up so much, and they're so committed to that. It doesn't matter what the coach's name is or whatever. It, like it's about getting him here long-term and signing him long-term. So they'll make whatever happen happen. It's not a, Hey, Nerlens, we'll be, we bench you because we don't, really, we don't care that much if you walk. Like it's not that. <laughs> and Dennis did have that weight. He did his first year. He definitely had that weight. And then, you know, this, in the second year at the beginning, he, he kind of still had that weight too, because it was, 
only one of you know one of the two major building blocks of the Mavericks. But you know, then we all we all know what happened. We've been through it. But um, yeah, if something like that happens with, with Porzingis and something really crazy wrong has gone on. Man. Yeah, I don't foresee that. I don't, yeah, I don't even want to think about that at all. Um, no. Also in this game, let's see. So we had we had another look at the the starting lineup that everybody seems to like the best. <laughs> Brunson, Luca, uh, Dorian, Harrison Barnes, and Maxi Kleber. What's your thought about that that starting five? And uh, going forward, when the when the Knicks are added, uh, like the old the old Knicks are added, who gets added to the starting lineup? Yeah, well, you said the starting line. It's really the lineup that a lot of people like would like to see. But Bobby even tweeted out before the game that how this uh, is this unit has never started together, and this unit's only played together. Or I think it's a crazy amount of like not very many minutes this season. <clears throat> and it's really it, it consists. It's a lineup that consists of three guys that we've been consistently saying, saying, "Listen, I want Jalen Brunson, Maxi." And Dorian to get a ton of minutes on this team, like I I, I want that. They they've been playing um, pretty good as as these young role players, and so then you have Harrison. We'll talk about Harrison a little bit, but then uh, and Luca running running the show. But yeah, I mean, I would expect uh, I really expect Tim Hardaway to start, and I say that because when you I think it's he's gonna get kind of like the Wesley Matthews treatment. Yeah, of, the, 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 exactly what I, what I've been thinking about his roles. He comes in and he the first person out of the starting lineup to the bench is gonna be Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, yes. Well, I was going more the route of since he makes so much money, he's gonna be starting and he's gonna be kind of like a, a part of the offense. And I don't think he, I don't think like him being in Jamal Crawford role. I think he's gonna. I think he's going to be one of the starting wings because, I mean, realistically, you're paying him $18, 19000000 million for the next – this year and then two years after this for the most part because he has that player option. So, Ooh. Ooh, boy. But, hey, yeah, no, I'm not – that's one of those things where you just eat that contract uh, 10 out of 10 times you're getting Chris Tapps presented. And he gets so. buckets. Yeah, <laughs> It's not like he's Joakim Noah, like that. That's he's not like he's Chandler Parsons. Like I, I, I've said this before. I and like you've posted some videos. I, I tweeted something out uh, the other day, and I said these are the starting point guards that he's played with in his career. They're awful. And I listed that like they're horrible. I mean, without outside, outside of like Jeff Teague, I mean Jeff Teague could literally be the best point guard he's played with, and. But like I just I think however high you think this is. I think we're going to see the best version of Tim Hardaway in Dallas. And that's just, you can call me biased, whatever. But This I is just, where, where Rick Carlisle shines. If, if Monte Ellis can come in and become what Monte Ellis was, can Tim Hardaway Jr. do, do a similar thing? Well, what's crazy is he has crazy, he has really good pick and roll numbers. Like uh, we were talking about some of his synergy numbers and I'm like, I texted him. I'm like, you know, what's kind of weird. Like he has really good pick and roll numbers. And I think Bobby Wait, with even him put rolling or with him as the ball handler. As the ball handler. Okay. And no, no. Okay. I say, I say that in, like for real because he sets a ton of off ball screens for Porzingis. I was going and watching. I love it. your. Yeah. You tweeted a video about that the other day. It's good. I was watching like every Porzingis made bucket over the last two years. And uh, a lot of them I was like finding these off ball. And you can go look at my video. Go look at my video on YouTube. I go. I talk about his off ball, like Porzingis coming off ball screens. And most of them are Tim Hardaway Jr. I was I was very surprised that it was Tim Hardaway Jr. setting that off ball screen for him, um, but yeah, he's got some aspects to his game, and we'll uh, 
will be I'm, – I'm excited to see him play. and I think he's going to become a fan favorite, even though he makes so much money. Yeah, I, I think he'll be fine. I think fans will like him more than they uh, think they will. And he's already excited to be a Maverick. His dad was a Maverick for like 50 games for a season. Uh, he yeah. already he already tweeted out a or he I keep saying that he posted on Instagram a uh, a shot of like his uh, a graphic of his jersey his Mavericks jersey like the Hardaway he's gonna be wearing eleven. Yeah, what's what's weird really weird about kind of weird weird but we're getting four players and three of them are just swapping out numbers with West DeAndre and Dennis. Yeah, because <laughs> Courtney Courtney Lee's gonna wear number one. Um, Trey Burke's gonna wear number twenty three. And then oh, dang. Porzingis is Porzingis is wearing number six. So uh, literally, these jerseys are just gonna get some names taken <laughs> off of them and get some new names stitched on them. Uh, might have changed the so, size yeah. of Porzingis jersey if he's gonna wear. <laughs> he's gonna have to wear. That's true. DeAndre's old jersey. Uh, I did like seeing Maxi at center. Hallelujah or Hallelujah, whatever we want to say. Uh, thank God. The other thing is Porzingis. The m- majority of his time, eighty. S- s- 70 to 80% of his minutes have been at four. So a lot of people, you know, we see him as he could be this five for, you know, for the next, for the generation or whatever. But he is, I think he is a four. Uh, and that's the, the way he, he's used best. And he's probably going to have to play with a guy like Maxi or Dwight or something like that. Well, see, what the beautiful part about him playing with Maxi is they can just interchange. Yeah. Do, yeah, yeah. Like Porzingis' is, uh, ability to anchor a defense is. Oh my gosh! Look at his his defensive numbers uh, at the rim, especially uh, like when he was healthy, uh, unbelievable. But his ability, like pairing him and Maxi in a front court, is super fun. Not only do you have two of the best shot blockers in the league, but they can interchange. They can both hit threes. They can uh, they can guard on the perimeter. Maxi show that he can he can guard on the perimeter. So <clears throat> that that duo is definitely a duo that you can be happy with going into next season. And why Maxie and Dorian Finney-Smith should be two priorities this summer. Definitely, definitely, most most definitely, definitely. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about some of the rumors uh, that Zach Lowe put in his post, or his trade, post-trade deadline, <laughs> pre-trade deadline primer. All right, Isaac, so Zach Lowe had a couple of mentions of the Mavericks. Um, he mentioned that this, this – um, Porzingis trade was kind of an all-in move, which it totally is. They took they took all the assets they could trade. You know, Dennis. They took their expiring contracts, um, their future cap space, and two first-round draft picks, which was the only picks that they could trade. And he said that this is an all-in move for, for Porzingis. Uh, and he called it, this trade is a bald admission from the Mavericks that they have botched or ignored both the draft and free agency for most of the past 15 years. How well? Okay, I get looking back at looking back at the past, but I don't get how that's an admission of that of this now. Because, I mean, we're being real right now. No matter if you're the, one of the best drafters in the league, you're still going to give up the draft picks for freaking Porzingis. Like I don't, I love Zach Lowe, but I don't, I don't think this is Dallas looking at this saying, you know what, we've sucked at drafting and, and free agency, so let's just put these assets in now and try to and get Porzingis. No. Any team would do that, like, wouldn't they? I mean, and I don't care how good you are at drafting, you go get him. There's a report going around today that many teams were shocked that Porzingis was moved, and uh, that the Knicks, oh, didn't, yeah. the Knicks didn't canvass the whole league about it. That's pretty wild. That just makes your heart just—I don't know—if your heart could smile, that just makes your heart smile. 
Um, and Low continues, why bother with tools that don't work at all well for you? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. He said the other, so the, uh, the other is trading players, but that, what's, what's left for the Mavericks to trade? He said, that's why I'm keeping an eye on both Harrison Barnes and Dwight Powell over the next few days. Dallas is right now at about $99 million in salary committed for next season, leaving them only $10 million in room. Barnes and Powell both hold player options for 2019-20. Barnes for 20, uh, $25 million, Powell for about $10.3 million. The Mavs have a couple of windows to try free agency again before both Doncic and Porzingis cycle into massive new contracts. He said, by the way, I'll believe Porzingis takes his one-year qualifying offer when I see it. Pure posturing. So he's just kind of guessing, but he's, you know, saying what what we what we said at the beginning of the show when we we're like, well, we'll see if he takes that qualifying offer, and uh, you know, it's a guy coming off an injury, so uh, that'd be weird. But um, what do you think about the idea of, of moving Barnes and Dwight Powell? Do you feel like that's the only move the Mavericks have left? Well, they really just have an option. Uh, they have a choice at this point of saying they pretty much don't have any money because. Yeah, they're right at like the hundred mark, the ten million. I mean, you assume yeah. they want to bring back Dorian and Maxi. They have no money because it's not like they sell out any games or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so you have to really kind of ask yourself of, uh, for instance, with like Harrison Barnes, you have one, you have you have you have three routes you can take with Harrison Barnes, and and really even Dwight Powell, but more Harrison Barnes, I think. You have three routes you can take. You can keep him and just roll into it and say, you know what. Harrison Barnes or Dwight Powell, I think you can still fit with this team next year. And then even next year, you'll be expiring contracts. If they, for some reason, don't fit, Dallas could entertain a different thing. Um, you could just hold on to them and roll into next year. Kind of like <clears throat> what we've seen. Um, we saw the only way the Porzingis still happens is if they have the ability to take back big contracts from the Knicks. If they didn't have the expiring contracts of DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews, then they wouldn't be able to make the deal for Porzingis. So, <clears throat> fast forward a year, guess who two big contracts they could have on their book that are expiring contracts? Harrison Barnes and Dwight Powell. If they both opt into the, their player options, you could be in the same boat next year of having two players on big expiring contracts because both of them combined would equal around $36 million. So you could really swing again. You wouldn't have the draft picks, but you could really swing again and say, you know what, <laughs> we got $36 million next year and swing again with those expiring contracts. So that's one route to take. Second route you could take is saying you could flip, try, try to, if, they, if, they're, if they're like, hey, we don't know about Harrison Barnes fitting with this you know, core right now. You could look into, like Zach Lowe talked about, the Otto Porter thing. And you can look to flip him for somebody that makes similar amount of money but longer years. And I'm sure you'll mention the important thing in a second. Or two, I mean, or three, the last option is you try to salary dump like Barnes or Powell and say, I would rather have that money in the offseason to try to spend on somebody else instead of that player in Powell or Barnes. That's really the three options. A salary dump, an equal move for longer term money, or you just keep them and roll with it. The Mavericks also have a, some cap space right now. I think what do they have? Like four, five million, something like that. Oh gosh, I have to look at. It. They have the trade, and the, you know the trade exception too. That's like thirteen million. So that's they, that's sneaky to hold to look onto. So they could take a big salary, say like a Mike Conley or something like that. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, theoretically, if you, if, if, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could, you could reach Conley's number with Barnes and Powell. We just don't have picks to throw in there. We don't have a young. Well, you could I mean, deal with just Barnes because you have that, that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if. But you just have nothing yeah, else to give yeah. Memphis that would make them actually want to do it. <clears throat> exactly. And to where, it, so another thing is like, what if, um, what if Dallas reaches a point to where they say, you know what, we would rather have Barnes' $25 million in cap space this summer, and we don't – or that. what if they think uh, Harrison's going to opt out or something this summer, and they look at somebody – let's say Utah, for instance. Let's say Utah strikes out on, on Mike Conley, and they can't come to a deal with Memphis, and they're like, we're desperate to try anything – for to try to help our playoff chances this year and they call up dallas and say we'll give you the expiring contracts of favors and ricky rubio for harrison barnes and so like and to pair him with ingles and gobert whatever and let's i'm just i'm just i'm throwing that out as an example those are two expiring contracts and so where they just completely come off the books at the end of the year and then you have that 25 million in cap space this summer. That's a route Dallas could look at. Are they perfect fix next to you know uh, to Luca and Porzingis? No. So Dallas might just hold on to Harrison Barnes and say go with that. I I think they will hold on to Harrison. But w- would I be shocked if Harrison's on a different team after the deadline? I would not be shocked. Sacramento was a team that was mentioned as well. Somebody interested in Harrison Barnes. So that's a team to to look out for. I would just yeah, I would just be interested in just how Dallas views him right now. That's something that I, I honestly I personally do not know at all about how they view Harrison. Yeah, we had a I feel like it. we had a much better sense of Harrison Barnes' worth to the Mavericks last year. And this year it's yeah, like a we did. More As a person and what he does, they absolutely love him. Um, but I'm I'm really curious on how they would view him, especially in like a trade thing. Because can you read to me exactly what Zach Lowe said about the Porter thing? Uh, there were, I know he he mentioned that there was like interest or they showed interest. Oh yeah, the Mavericks have sniffed around Barnes deals, including the possibility of flipping him for Otto Porter, a move that would effectively work as a free agency signing. Sources say, but that was before the Porzingis stunner, and Washington doesn't appear to have any interest. Sources say. Yeah, so like that would that would be the thing of hey, that would basically be them saying you. Auto Porter would be your free agency move because Auto Porter's <clears throat> making this about around the same as Harrison Barnes, but he's under contract for yeah. two or three, two or three more years, or Ooh. I guess so, I, okay. I think it's they, three more years. So for the people talking about Auto Porter and excited about the idea of Auto Porter, give me that combined Tim Hardaway Auto Porter well, money. How about how about next year Auto Porter? What is he twenty? He's making twenty six. Hold on, I actually want the real number. Um, <laughs> okay. Next year, auto border twenty-seven million. Um, twenty-seven million plus. I'm doing live math on the podcast. You guys ready for this? Uh-oh. All right, twenty-seven million plus. Tim Hardaway Jr. is making eighteen plus thirty. Courtney million. Lee making twelve plus <laughs> Dwight Powell. <laughs> Dwight Powell picking up his option. You're talking. It's fifty-seven uh, million. <sighs> Fifty-seven million dollars in those players right there. If 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 they make that type of trade, no, no. Okay, <laughs> so that's why I'm saying twenty-seven plus forty. Oh, that's that's sixty-seven million dollars. Sixty-seven. Woo. 
That's rough. So like that's the that's the route that they're contemplating probably right now. Sixty one percent of your cap space next year if if you make that move. Uh, Barnes is going to be twenty five million, so it's not like it's not that much better. It's about sixty percent of your cap space. Um, but man, and that that's where you ask yourself, and that's where some people would you rather have? Would you rather keep Barnes for the rest of the year, and then Barnes opt into opt into that final year, and then you have Barnes as this expiring contract? and see what Barnes looks like alongside Porzingis and Luca, and if he would be that Golden State type of Barnes alongside of those two and all that stuff, but then having him as that huge expiring contract. Or would you rather swip, swap him for Otto Porter, who's under contract for three more years at that you know crazy amount of money? That's where that's where I'm, I'm curious how Dallas views that. Would – I'm really curious that this is that's this is the question. I think that there are teams across the league that would trade like a, an expiring contract or a couple expiring contracts for somebody like Harrison Barnes that can go get you a bucket and you know play the wing and play defense stuff like that. It's just a matter of what does Dallas desire more this summer? Would they desire keeping Harrison Barnes as an expiring contract, assuming he picks up the option? Or would they desire that extra $25 million in cap? That, that's what we just don't have answers for at this point. We don't. We'll see over the next six days or five days, whatever. Very excited. We'll keep doing podcasts every day. We'll do one. Uh, oh, by the way, today is the Super Bowl, and uh, nobody cares. Who you, who you got, Nick? <laughs> Pats. I want the Rams to win, but I, I think the too. Patriots will win. I want the Rams to win as well. I will say this is the most quiet Super Bowl I've ever seen. Uh, how about the Porzingis trade plus the AD rumors plus now this Kyrie thing where he doesn't owe anybody anything? Uh, this is unbelievable. Yes, this is it's dominating the Super Bowl week. There's so much. There's so many media people down in the Super Bowl. They have this whole radio row that like Ben and Skin and all them go do. And oh my god, like the Ringer has a ton of people there, and just no one cares. Hey guys, so the Ringer has this uh, has an NFL uh, podcast, the NFL show. That they post, they've been posting every day this week. Every day, it's Super Bowl week, and Lockdown Mavericks podcast was above them in the sports podcast. Hey, this week let's just take it. We've charts. gone, we've gone over, but let's take a minute, guys. The last couple of days have been incredible for us as as the Lockdown Mavs community and the Raccoon Squad. The Raccoon Squad is just killing it. Uh, and by the way, nobody uh, online anywhere say coon squad because coon apparently is a as a derogatory racial term. So don't use the coon. Don't use coon as a word. I, I saw someone do that on Reddit, and uh, just don't do that. That doesn't represent Please us. We, we we're raccoon squad. It's the animal. I want to just point that yes. out. <laughs> and there's a there's a long story behind that from our very first days on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, of about a funny story of me shooting a raccoon With a uh, in my pear tree. Yes, and all this stuff in my backyard and <laughs> my family. Yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah. So, um, but man, we we had. I mean, obviously, the day after the day. The day of the trade, we beat our personal record for most downloads in one day. And then the next day, we beat it by like 40%. <laughs> it just, yes. just went crazy. And then uh, today, we had, like, uh, Saturday, we had an incredible day, too. And uh, it's just wild. It's wild how many people are, are joining. And if you're listening for the first time, you can subscribe on all kinds of things Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, uh, Podcast Attic. You can subscribe all those different places. And, uh, yeah, we, we post pretty much every day and until the trade deadline, we're posting one every single day. That's why we're coming to you, uh, today. 
on Sunday, but we most of the time just do five days a week. We usually just do Monday through Friday, Monday through Friday. pods. Yeah. Uh, and then on the weekend, we've been taking the approach of if it's a good game, if there's something good happens, like if they win, we usually do a podcast, or if there's something notable that happens, uh, Luca hits a you know a, a buzzer beater to send it to overtime, then we will definitely do a podcast. <laughs> we'll do a podcast for that. That's true. So, but man... Uh, if there's anyone from Latvia that is joining the podcast that that, that just joined on with the Porzingis crowd, uh, let us know. We uh, we love our new Slovenian friends, all of you guys, and our you know friends from Spain Gosh. and all the, over the place, and we love it. So, special shout out to all of the Slovenians in Cleveland that came hey, out yeah, and yeah, yeah. showed the support to Luca. That was incredible. I didn't know that. I saw Jeff Skin Wade and everybody tweeting out before the game that I guess Cleveland is uh, uh, has the most uh, Slovenian population in a U.S. as U.S. city. That and seems man, really random the, to me, but I guess it has to be at least like one city, right? The crowd. Well, somewhere. the cr- the crowd of people that was there. I I saw like I'm pretty sure, and, and trust me, I've been busy all day, so I've just been sporadically hitting Twitter. I'm pretty sure Luca, like the uh, the old prime minister of Slovenia, was there, and like Luca, like met him and took pictures, and Luca was up in the stands with fans, like up in the like rows, like taking pictures with fans and stuff. It from people that was there. It seemed like a, a, just a crazy environment. And I, honestly, I think it probably played into Luca's um, incredible starts of the game with 18 points in the first quarter. So a shout out to you guys, man. That 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 was a really cool thing to see from afar. It's been great. Guys, we appreciate you all so much. Uh, and thank you just for, for listening. It really helps us. This podcast has exploded over the last you know half year or so. And it's been amazing, the community that um, you guys have, have joined in on, the Raccoon Squad and uh, Lockdown Mavericks listeners. We just appreciate you guys so much. And thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.